Mr. Barton Maths Podcast with me, Craig Barton. This is the first episode in my Teaching From Home podcast series. I'm recording this on Sunday the 29th of March 2020 at the end of the first week of closures of UK schools due to the COVID-19 outbreak. This has clearly presented a huge challenge both for teachers and students, having to adapt to a new way of thinking about teaching and learning amidst a time of great uncertainty and anxiety. My plan in this series is to find out how teachers are coping, with a view to pick up tips and advice, but also to hear stories of teachers' concerns and struggles so we know we are not alone in finding this situation incredibly challenging. My aim is that you will hear from a wide variety of teachers, sharing a wide variety of experiences. There will be technology-focused episodes, just how does remote teaching work, but also episodes focused on the practicalities of coping with setting students' appropriate work whilst also having to look after your own children at home. Then there are issues of safeguarding, differentiation, mindset and more that I hope will come up as we progress. There will be maths teachers, teachers of other subjects and primary teachers. There will be teachers from the UK and overseas. Hopefully something for everyone. I have no idea how long this series will go on for, but so long as people keep listening and hopefully finding it useful, I shall continue. So first up we have Ben Rooney, who, as we will hear, has learned loads about online teaching and learning during this first week. Structure, maintaining social interactions, experimenting with technology, but taking it slow are the key according to Ben. Oh, and if you want to take part in a drinking game to spice up this episode, try having a shot every time Ben mentions Microsoft Teams. I hope you enjoy this episode. I know you will, and I really hope you find it useful. And please, look after each other and stay safe. Okay, Ben. So to kick things off, I wonder if you can just tell listeners a little bit about yourself and your career. Well, uh, that might take longer than Chris Bolton explaining an answer. (laughs) Uh, I've come into teaching uh, late, very, very late indeed. Um, So I started life. I was a a soldier. Uh, I was in the army for about five years. Um, Then I was a I went into journalism. Uh, I worked for the Daily Telegraph uh, when that wasn't an embarrassing thing to say. I was then a web developer for about five years, uh, then went back into journalism, uh, working for the greatest uh, newspaper on the planet, which was the Wall Street Journal. I was the, uh, the technology editor uh, here in Europe. And then finally, um, by that very, very roundabout route, uh, I end up as a, uh, as a maths teacher. And why, Ben? Why go into maths teaching after all that? <laughs> after all that? I was a... Uh, I, I was a, uh, a governor, a uh, school governor um, for my kids' primary school. And, you know, I used to go into that uh, and, you know, see the kids one thing or another and really enjoyed it. But I'll be perfectly honest with you, I couldn't afford it. Um, I couldn't afford it until I, you know, paid off my mortgage and got rid of my children. When I, <laughs> when I say got rid of them, they're not under the patio or anything. Um, <clears throat> you know, they, they've gone off and, and now at university. And I just couldn't afford to do it. I'd wanted to do it for a very long time, but uh, I had to wait until basically it was financially viable for me. I mean, it isn't financially viable, but, you know, I had to wait till it was at least approaching financial viability. Jeez. And I'll tell you what, Ben, you have a, this, this is a world first on the Mr. Bart Mass podcast because I think you're, you're the first guest to have a blue tick by your name on Twitter, <laughs> which I'm incredibly jealous about. How have you gone about getting that? And how can, how can I get one of these? How do you get one of those? Um, I got it simply because when you work for the Wall Street Journal, um, if you are a Wall Street Journal uh, reporter or writer, uh, if you say something that can move markets, um, it's, you know, it's that important to newspaper. So they obviously have to make sure that people claiming to be from the Wall Street Journal um, actually are from the Wall Street Journal. So that's what if you work for the journal, you, uh, you get it. 
Obviously, when I left the jungle, they don't take your blue tick away for it. Um, <laughs> there must have been an awful lot of very, very confused people who followed me who were expecting me to, you know, sagacious comments about world technology and all of a sudden <laughs> writing about netball results in Chelmsford. Um, I think they, my, my, my number of followers did drop, it has to be said. Uh, but hooray to my loyal followers instead. It's fantastic. And uh, just give us a bit of background about the school you're teaching now, Ben. So I'm, uh, I teach in a, uh, a comprehensive academy uh, in Chelmsford, um, right on the edge of Chelmsford. Uh, it's, it's quite an interesting mix of uh, intake. So uh, we have, roughly speaking, half of the students come from, um, if you like, the sort of the leafy, very nice villages surrounding uh, Chelmsford. And then we have half of the students uh, come from... Um, you know, Chelmsford itself and, and some parts of Chelmsford can be quite challenging. So uh, it's an interesting uh, it's an interesting kind of point of a meeting between those two groups. Uh, and I'm the uh, uh, maths department. I have lead responsibility for uh, curriculum and assessment. So, you know, the big ones. <laughs> Fantastic. Now, we're recording this. This is uh, 29th of March, 2020. It's the end of week one of uh, the uh -huh. UK school shutdown. I mean, you're the first guest on this on this Teaching From Home series. So my first question for you, Ben, is... Um, I mean, I'm very interested in, in the structure of your day um, and, and if it's changed as, as the weeks progress. So, so talk, talk us through kind of a, a typical day, if, if that's possible, um, in this shutdown period that we're in. Well, we haven't yet had a typical day, I don't think, um, simply because uh, day one and day two, I wasn't really doing any, te uh, any teaching at all. Um, I was a help desk for failing technology sites uh, around the country. Um, so that was that was somewhat stressful. Um, the planned day is as follows, which is that we have work ready for students at nine o'clock. Um, we use show my homework uh, as our principal route for pushing work out. So at nine o'clock when they come on, uh, then there is the work for them. That work is in a number of forms. Um, it might be a, a worksheet that they have to download. It might be a link uh, to uh, one of those sites, but we'll have, we'll, I'm sure we'll talk about that. Um, it might be a video. There might be a number of things. And then by the end of the day, and that's a very nebulous t uh, time, by the end of the day, they are required to have, if it's a worksheet, they need to have uh, marked that worksheet. So we push the answers out to them. They mark the worksheet. They take a photograph of it on their phone and then they upload that picture back uh, through Show My Homework or other sites. Um, and then I use that to give them either feedback, uh, individual feedback or group feedback. Uh, and then it is also used to plan uh, uh, dirt tasks for the next day. So, um, you know, feedback uh, for the or next day or the next time I see them. So that forms the start of the day. And can I can I just ask on that, Ben, is this being done um, at a kind of math department level or is this is this a whole school policy that students always go on to show my homework at the start of the day and every subject's laid out there? Right. So the, it's a whole school uh, it's a whole school policy, so and it's different between Key Stage 3, Key Stage 4, and Key Stage 5. So Key Stage 3 have a fixed timetable in which you, you know, there are certain days, they get three subjects a, uh, a day, um, and that's determined in advance. Uh, and so, you know, Monday, you know, it's maths and, I don't know, English and history, whatever it is. Um, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Key Stage uh, 4... Um, that's a slightly more flexible arrangement. Key stage four, uh, they are told that there's three, uh, three to four hours. I think it's three hours a week. So I set work on key stage four when they would have had on the days when they would have had a maths lesson. Yes. Key, key stage five, um, they're basically told you need to do four hours, uh, four hours, uh, uh, four or five hours a week. Here is the work. Um, and so I just set them what they need to do and that's on. You know, there I just I'm just responding to their queries that they have on, on questions. I see. And, and the other thing I was just going to ask on this, and this 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 is something that seems to have come to light on Twitter over, over the last few days. Is this um, a kind of a bit of a divide between teachers who are essentially setting a week's worth of work and the students choosing when to do it versus this kind of daily thing where the students don't know what 
Wednesday, Thursday and Friday's work is going to be there just focused on, let's say, Tuesday's work. Well, where do you stand on this? Is this a, is this is a day by day thing? Is it for you, Ben? Uh, yes, uh, very much so, um, because I think the important thing is about building structure. You know, if you think about it, um, particularly lower down the school, so year sevens, years eights, even year nine, you know, in a, in a typical school day, we tell students where they're going to be, when they're going to be there and what they're going to do when they get there. Um, we give them this very, very structured day. Um, all of a sudden, if you said, here's your, here's your work for the whole week, suddenly there's, they've got literally no structure at all. That is asking a lot of, uh, that's asking a lot of, I think, particularly younger students. I, I have less problem with it for, you know, uh, the top of Key Stage 4 and certainly for Key Stage 5. They're certainly capable of, of planning their lives. So, no, I have a, you know, quite a structured day. Um, one thing I didn't mention, that's with my subject. I'm also a, a Year 10 form tutor. And I've instituted this thing uh, with my tutor group um, that uh, I'm a massive, massive uh, fan very lately uh, of um, Microsoft Teams. And I put up a post on Teams and it's literally anything. It was first time one was I think it was a TikTok video. And it's just something. And then every member of the tutor group has to come in between 8.30 and 9 o'clock and they have to come on and like that post. Um, and then what that gives me a chance to do is so when they come on, you know, you can just have a very quick little chat. You can just say, good morning. How are you? You know, and then send them. And basically, I'm teaching uh, well, with my tutor group. I'm teaching through the medium of animated GIFs. Um, <laughs> that's all. We, we just share animated GIFs between us and just have little chats with them. You know, I don't know. Um, Alfie was late one day. Why were you late? Oh, I, I just, you know, I'm sorry. I was, I was on playing FIFA. Did you win? Yeah, four two. Good. Well, you've already started the day as a winner. Uh, um, you know, you can have those little chats with with students, and I think as the days goes on, those little little micro interactions are going to be really important. And just on that, Ben, um, is that when you say talk to them, is that like voice to voice, or is this in a, in a chat window? How, how are you doing it on Teams? No, that's just uh, that's chat. Um, what I like on Teams is the yeah the chat function. I think it's really really nice. Um, it has a kind of social media feel about it, so it's something that students are used to. Um, or they're not used to Teams, but they're used to that method of communicating, that level of interaction. So it, it's it's very short, you know, it, it, one word answer or you know um, an, uh, uh, an emoji or something like that. Um, and it's not very formal. In fact, it's extremely informal. You know, email, which you, obviously you could do by email, but email is quite heavy um, and it has a slightly more formal feel about it. So I think students seem to enjoy that. I mean, I say they enjoy it. Maybe they hate it. Maybe they're embarrassed by the whole thing and just wish I'd shut up. Um, <laughs> I'll find out later, won't we? Um, but I think it's, uh, as I say, I think that that level of informality is quite nice. And as a form tutor, that works really well. Fantastic. And that's one of those things that I think there's a danger this gets overlooked, that, that all the focus becomes on teaching the subjects and yeah. the content and so on. When this pastoral side of things and this relationship side of things, that that, that could really suffer content in these times. And, and building that in seems seems very important. Yeah, absolutely. And one of the things I do, you know, so on the days when um, I'm teaching, uh, teaching in quotes, uh, Key Stage 4, again, using chat you know i will quite often in the day just literally just send a message you know to one of my students just you know everything all right um and literally nothing more than that um and it's not checking up on them it's not saying have you done the work it's just making it's just you know like you would when you're walking around a classroom you know you just have that quick little interaction with a student um and trying to get something like that going um and that as i say that's using teams and that's worked really well fantastic um but back to the the, the, the kind of maths and the content um, yep. are you are you sticking to the order sticking to the scheme of work um, or have you adapted it in any way <laughs> well I, I i when i looked ahead at what we're doing the next thing for uh, for my year 10s uh, was circle theorems oh. <laughs> and i thought there's just no way on earth I, there is no way on earth I'm trying to teach circle theorems remotely. Um, so the answer to that is no. Um, the first two weeks up until the Easter break, such as it is, um, 
my view was it was much more important to get students used to the idea this kind of way of working mm. rather than trying to teach them anything new so particularly uh, at the bottom end of the school with the sevens and eights it's just about you know getting them used to the idea here is the work that you're going to do for the day i need this work done by five o'clock you need to mark it you need to resubmit it that whole kind of process was really the focus of this first two weeks and you know to be honest yes they had work to do and yes i've looked at that work um but it was just retrieval practice uh, you know it was just it was just getting them used to the idea uh in terms of going forward i have actually because my year 10 set actually proved to be you know incredibly uh, uh, good at this had very very good response for them i did actually try and teach teach something new um last week uh which was algebraic fractions um, wow, and, that's a brave choice, Ben, as well. Well, I put, it, I, I, I put it out on Twitter and said, what would you do? You know, this is what's coming up. What would you do? And the consensus was algebraic fractions. And if you actually think about it, algebraic fractions, you know, they are just fractions. There's, essentially, there's nothing massively new in there. As long as, you know, students understand um, simplification and then algebraic simplification, as long as they understand lowest common multiples, and then that the same thing in algebra, um, and then adding and subtracting fractions. We, and, and you know what I did was used um, my I used a uh, Maths Watch video and and then also a Khan Academy video because so, a lot of the sites are struggling uh, with the load, and I figured YouTube could probably manage it. So Khan Academy had a had a video on it, so I linked them to that. And then following on, actually, from, uh, you know, you've had Mark McCourt on um, and his rather brilliant um, faded worksheets. So we built a faded worksheet uh, in Word um, because actually that worked rather well. So, you know, it was quite long, but there weren't that many questions on it. But we went through all the steps and they could see it. And then using it in Word meant they could actually just fill the worksheet in, in uh, the Word worksheet uh, in and, you know, write their answers in the boxes um, or just type them in and then return that. And and that worked quite well. That I was I was pleasantly surprised by how well that worked. Can I just ask you on that, Ben? So for the benefit of listeners who, who haven't checked out the Mark McCourt um, episode, first, can you tell us what you mean by a faded worksheet? And then also, um, just on a practical level here, um, how are you sending that worksheet out to all different kids? Is that through Show My Homework? Yeah, we use so Show My Homework is our main tool for pushing uh, material out. Um, Funny enough, on that one, I actually was using Microsoft Teams because I'm doing a little experiment to see whether that's better or not. Um, so the faded worksheet uh, idea, which, as I say, came from um, Mark McCourt's book, uh, is, and actually I use your, uh, here you go, plug for one of your sites, um, use your variation theory uh, site. So you build a worksheet, and the very first question literally all the students have to do is write the answer so there it is laid out for them you know three or four steps and uh and then they write the answer in at the end and then the second question uh let's say there are four steps to it three of the steps will be completed um and they have to write the fourth step and then they have to write the answer and then the third question you know two of the steps are completed two of the steps they have to do and they have to write the answer and so forth so it's basically scaffolding and you just release you know you you reduce that amount of scaffolding uh, and then if something quite big changes, so um, on the one I was using on algebraic fractions, the denominator uh, was uh, an integer and then suddenly it changes to a variable. So then you go back and you start again and you because you've introduced quite a big change at that point, you, you give them a worked example. And then uh, there are uh, uh, you go back to scaffolding. And at the start of the worksheet, I gave them seven worked examples showing you know adding with an integer denominator subtracting with an integer denominator uh, the same integer different integers um one one variable two variables and so forth so they've, they've got seven or eight examples they can look at of um essentially all of the cases they're going to encounter uh, and then the worksheet picks those up and then and i use say use your variation theory site um with this idea that i'm only changing between one question and the next i'm only changing one thing uh so they should be able to see what that change is it's fascinating ben and would would you uh, you may not have had a chance to consider this but 
would would that have been how you would have taught it had you been in the classroom with with your students or is this a different approach that you've had to choose to, to adapt to this, this these challenges um the variation theory uh, is exactly how i would teach it to start with um so my typical uh, you know typical lesson post teaching algebraic fractions would be you know, I'm sure the same as most people would do, which is, you know, some worked example. Uh, I would do an example um, on the board. I would then get them to do one um, on mini whiteboards so then I can see, you know, and then we can go around and discuss who got it right, who got it wrong, one thing or another. And then typically, you know, variation theory, um, they will do three or four um, on mini whiteboards, depending on how quickly or otherwise they're getting it. So, that, you know, I'll put one up and then we'll go go through that. Um, but of, uh, and then, you know, once they once they're at a level where I'm confident they all know how to do it, and then going to release them and, and, and let them do it. Um, obviously, online, I don't have that that ability to the check the checking for understanding mm. is the bit that's that's missing, and that's a huge huge part of it. That's you know that's ninety percent of what we really need to do, and and that's very difficult. And you can only check for understanding when they come back to you and go, I don't really get this, um, yes. which gives you to respond to it, or at the end of the day, when they submit their answers and they've got them all wrong, and then it's a bit late. Yes, yeah, that is that is, that is the challenge. Um, fascinating. Well, then I, I want to go, go a bit deeper into um, in, into lessons, and I don't know if lessons is, is the right word for this. Um, but the first thing I just wanted to ask you is, again, having, having been all over Twitter um, this week, I've picked up that there's there's kind of two approaches teachers are taking here. Some are taking the approach of setting students work and supporting them through that work and marking and feedback and so on and so forth. And other teachers have chosen the let's try and teach the kids. Let's try and do these live online lessons and so on. I'm sensing you were more the the, the former approach from from your earlier answers. Can you just tell us um, if that's the case, why you've chosen that? And and have you got an intention to, to try the, the live teaching as things progress? I would love to try the live teaching. Uh, I would love to do it. But uh, that was my and my initial thought was and one of the reasons I was quite keen on teams. Um, you know, I introduced as many of my classes as I could to teams while, you know, while I still had them. Um, you know, the writing was on the wall that we were going to close. Uh, so I I got them to look at it. And in particular, I got them to look at the, um, you know, the, the, the video conferencing tools and the shared whiteboard and all of that so that had been my intention however the more you look at it the less attractive that becomes um firstly there is a problem with safeguarding um we really don't want to be in the business of videoing the inside of teenagers bedrooms that's a that's a very very bad idea um all sorts of things can go wrong there was i don't know if anyone ever saw it there was john barrowman um proved that rather proved the point when uh, he did some live broadcast from his swimming pool i'm not quite sure why uh <laughs> on on facebook and his uh how can i put this delicately uh his husband got in the pool with him um and his husband quite clearly is uh i don't know maybe his swimming trunks were in, in the wash that morning <laughs> um, and so you know lucky john barrowman um <laughs> So, I, you know, we, we just want to stay as far away as, as uh, from videoing inside bedrooms as we possibly can. I think that's pro- that's a problem. I also think there's a real problem with access. Um, you know, one of the things that we're already seeing is the level of technological access that students have is quite varied. You know, I've got students who have almost no access at all. I've got, and, and I've got one student where I'm having to literally write worksheets um, and then I'm going to post them because they don't have any real technology at home right up to students who have their own laptop um, now one of the real concerns and you know like you I've been on Twitter a lot one of the real concerns is the con- the the divide is going to widen yes. in this period and I think that were we to do live teaching which is a lovely idea it's going to benefit those people who have access to the technology and it's and it's going to be a less benefit to those who aren't. And I'm I while I'm still attracted to the idea, I'm not sure that the benefits of it outweigh the costs. Um, and so I'm still 
uncertain about it. I'm waiting for guidance. Um, I've asked uh, for, guide, for clearer guidance on what we are and are not allowed to do. For example, I could see that one-to-one feedback with a student, audio feedback with a student, you know, a student struggling, maybe that might be quite a nice way of doing it, using a shared whiteboard or something like that. Um, but as I say, until the, until the guidance is clearer, I'm, I'm staying clear of it. Yeah, fast. it's a really important point that, that can get it overlooked. No, that's brilliant, Ben. So, so tell me what you are doing then. So um, if, if we take one of these days where you set a piece of work for your students, uh-huh. you you um, upload it um, or push it out via Show My Homework, and you've said yep. it could be could be a worksheet, it could be a PowerPoint, it could be a video link. Just, just talk me through some, some, of those, some of those sites that you're using and just the, the practicalities of then what you do for the rest of that day to, or, or to, to monitor that work and so on and so forth. Okay, so so there's two scenarios. So we can look at both. One is the worksheet. So by nine o'clock, I mean, I set it up the night before. So when students log on to show my homework, which they have been told to do every day, um, then they there will be the work for them. Uh, They will download that work. Um, What I have also done, uh, tried to do is add links to um videos that they can watch we are a a a maths watch school so we use maths watch but a hegarty would be exactly the same so here is the here is the the work if you get stuck watch this video and as i said earlier i also will try and put something like khan academy just in case these sites are are struggling and, and and some of them have struggled very badly then during the day um i am waiting for uh, them to respond so that I get, you know, you get messages coming back at you either through show my homeworks messaging uh, system or uh, preferably through Teams because uh, I think that's rather better. So I'm providing support then. Then students are submitting their answers and some students will, will do the work straight away. Some won't. When you're, when, as soon as you're getting the answers coming back, one of the things that then I've been doing is very quickly looking at the answers are there consistent mistakes that lots of people are making in which case i will then put a put a post back again on teams or or otherwise i'll have to do it uh, by email or, or on show my homework put a post back and say right these are the mistakes that people are making um and i will go through a worked example at that point you know to highlight uh, the issues um and then at the end of the day whenever the end of the day is uh, and that's an interesting problem um I will then get the uh, get the answers in. Show my homework has quite a nice little way that you can collect up all of the answers together, which is quite nice. Um, and then go through that. Uh, and again, we'll then do a feedback based on that, which will probably feed back into the next uh, official lesson. The other side then is is if we're using the sites. So we use uh, we've got uh, my maths and uh, my maths and maths watch um, and active learn. So we, we have uh, the Pearson sites. Um, are the three main ones that we use as a department. In addition, um, I use uh, Dr. Frost Maths. Um, I mean, you know, Jamie Frost has done an incredible job there. Mm. Absolutely amazing. I, I think it's really, I, I t- my year 10 set is a, 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 is a top set, it's a second set. Uh, and so at the top end, I think Dr. Frost Maths is excellent, really, really good. Um, so I'm using that uh, for them. Now, they all struggled really, really badly on that first day, um, you know, uh, active learn it was taking about five minutes to move from one program you know one question to the next um mass watch was really struggling um you know so i think that part we have to wait and see what that's going to be like because it can be incredibly frustrating uh, for students so the technology is a bit of an issue um and there it's much the same there i can look in you know, if it's uh, Active Learn or, or, uh, or Mass Watch, I can see what's going on during the day. And, and again, if I'm getting lots of people getting the same thing wrong, then I will jump in at that point and say, OK, this, you know, have you thought about doing this? Have you thought about doing that? Well, what's the jumping in look like? Back then? Well, on Teams, it's really, God, I sound like a Microsoft fanboy, <laughs> don't I? This is really embarrassing. <laughs> I spent most of my previous career kicking Microsoft and, <laughs> and now I'm their, their number one fanboy. Um, uh, on Teams, uh, it uh, it's really easy because you just go on and you, you stick a post up. Um, you know, it looks like your Facebook page or something like that. And you just say, and you can send an alert out to everyone who's on it. And here's my feedback. 
Um, and I've done two sorts of feedback. Uh, produced a, a, a kind of worked example in Word and sent and stuck that up. And then I also did for the first time um, on Friday, I did a video uh, feedback. Um, I bought one of those little uh, tablet, uh, you know, pen tablet writing device things, uh, which <laughs> which are really difficult to use, and they give you the they make you look like you've got the writing of a three year old. Yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> But anyway, that aside, and I did a very quick little video, uh, two, three minute video going through um, two of the problems, but just did it, as, a, as they say, as a video and an audio. And then the other great thing is you can then get feedback on your feedback so they can if they like it. You know, you say if, if you like it, if you prefer it as a written feedback like that post, if you prefer it as audio feedback like that post. So you get a you're getting that feedback on what's working and what isn't working. And, and that's been successful. Um, it's interesting that so are you um again i guess we have a bit of an equity issue here this requires students to be able to to, to access this on teams right so can can they do that on on their phone can they do that, that on any device or do they need do they need a laptop or, or tablet no that's the nice thing about it um it's it, it, you can access it through your browser you have you know complete functionality uh, they have complete functionality on their browser so they can access it on their on any device um, literally any device. You don't need to download the app. Um, so, you know, it works everywhere on any device. And it's relatively, has a relatively small footprint. So it's it's not, you know, it's not killing your, even if you've got a reasonably low-powered phone, like actually I do, um, it, 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 uh, it, it works fine on that. So, again, that's one of the things I like about it is that it, you don't require any special software. You can use your ordinary web browser and access it through that. Um, it's an entirely in the school environment, so we don't use any personal email addresses. It's you know it's the school email address. It's everything is within the school confines. So I think that again, from a safeguarding point of view, that makes it much safer to use, and I'm much happier using it. Um, and we also say use Show My Homework, but personally, I'm finding Show My Homework, although I think it's a brilliant site and it's a fantastic way of pushing information out, um, it doesn't have such sophisticated uh, tools for interaction. Yes. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you what's interesting me here, Ben, is I'm, I'm just picturing you kind of sat at home um, on your computer, kind of waiting for this this, this, yeah. this data or responses to come in. And it's, it's just, just from a kind of pra practical point of view. Um, what kind of brought about that decision as opposed to saying something like make sure your work is all handed in by, let's say, 11 o'clock. So do your maths by 11 in the morning, because at 11, then I can log on and see everybody's as opposed to this kind of drip feeding, if, if that makes sense. I think, it, again, it comes back to this equity issue. Um, so, you know, put yourself in the, in the, in the position of students. They get the, they, there will be students who, without a doubt, have their own laptop and they're sitting in their room and that's fine and they can do it all. But there's plenty of students that we have who will have, they may only have one computer at home. And, you know, maybe they're one or both of their parents or, you know, whoever they live with is um, they're at home working. Mm -hmm. And maybe they've got, you know, brothers and sisters and they need to work. So and, and, and that's one of the reasons I've shied away from this live teaching as well, because, you know, maybe there's three, four, five people who need to use that computer and they've got to pace that out over the whole day. Um, so the idea that, that we as the school can say, right, between nine o'clock and ten o'clock, you're going to do this. Well, it, it's just not practical. Um, you know, I've got one uh, one student who emailed me and uh, or contacted me and just said, look, I can't do this work until about five o'clock in the evening because that because my dad needs the computer. Um so, you know, I said, that's absolutely fine. Then send it in, you know, whenever you can do it. Um, so we don't have that. You know, I, I just don't think we're in a position to be able to say you must do it in between this period and that period. Yeah, again, a, a crucial point that's, that's often overlooked. That's fascinating, Ben. Um, you, you talked about um, assessment in terms of the kids um, submitting work, taking photos and uploading it yeah. um, th throughout the day. You also mentioned um, kind of whole class feedback and, and dirt tasks. Would you just talk, us, talk to us a little bit about what that looks like? Um, again, just from, from your point of view, practically, how are you making it work? And when do the students see that? Um well, we, we can separate this into two things. We can separate it into the, the uh, what I'm doing at the moment and then what I'm intending to do. Because obviously, yes. as I say, this first week is is really been about experimenting. And, you know, some of the experiments have, have worked quite well. Um, so the whole class feedback uh, idea, and that has worked with some of my sets, uh, is um, 
when I start getting, I, I, there's two sets sorts of feedback. There's the feedback that you're doing as you're going through the day, and then there's the the assessment at the end, um, which informs the next lesson. So the feedback you're doing during the day, as I say, that relies on people sending in the work, and then I could, I've got enough of them to see. And obviously, you, you know, you know your own students, so you know whose work am I going to be looking for. Um, and then I can see, are there common mistakes that are being made? And if we take that algebraic fractions example, there was a very clear, there were two or three problems that a lot of people uh, struggled on. Um, and you could understand why they were struggling on those particular problems. So that, so you then I just jumped in and I did a, I did one of those two problems. This is how you do it. Um, and that went up at around about 11 o'clock, I suppose, 1130. Um and then I also did an experiment with them. As I say, I, I, I made a little video feedback, three minute uh, video feedback, and I put that up. And again, that went up later in the day because it took me quite a while to work out how to do it all. Um, uh, and that, again, I just took a couple of questions and just went, did a worked example for them. So that's on the kind of, if you like, the kind of the feedback that that to me is the facsimile that, you know, you're, you've set them, you've set them off to do independent practice. And, you know, hands are going up the whole time and they're all asking you the same question. Right. Stop the lesson. Um, I'm going to do, you know, question nine on the board. Yes. Um, OK, blah, 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 blah. Right. And then, you know, you, you set them off again. Um, and then you've got the equivalent of the starter for your next lesson where you look back at everything that they did in the whole day. And then you see, right, there were a number of mistakes here uh, and they all seem to get this particular problem wrong. OK. So when we go forward next time, we're going to, you know, I would do a worked example on that one and then set them two or three tasks based around that one. So that, you know, good rose and shine principle, let's, you know, start the lesson, recap on what we did on the last lesson. So that's going forward how it how it will work. Got it. Fascinating. Now, um, of course, it's early days here. We're only a week in, but just just a few kind of general thoughts from you, Ben. What, what's working well about this so far? I think uh, well, there's a certain piece of software that's working quite well. I'm not sure if I've mentioned it. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, that aside, I think what is working really well and, and is the concept um, is the uptake is the, the 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 attitude that the vast majority of students have had. They they bought into this. Um, they're doing it. They're doing what's required. They are, you know, they're, they're doing the work. They're marking the work. They're uploading the work. Um, we, you know, even students that, you know, historically, you may have thought, mm, you know, so and so might be a little problem. The vast, vast majority of them have, uh, are are taking a very mature, very sensible attitude to this, and you know, and doing it. And I think that's really, really impressive. Um, there's always going to be a small number uh, uh, who, who, who don't. Um, our SLT have been really, really hot on this. And, and, and you know, they've been uh, absolutely fantastic on this. They check show my homework uh, every day. Um, and if students haven't logged in, um, then they're following that up. Um, so you as a, as, a, as a teacher don't have to, you know, you don't, you don't have to get involved in chasing individual students. Um, so I think that has worked really, really well. I think the concept has has worked very well. As you say, it's very early days yet to know what kind of teaching style, for lack of a better word, uh, is going to be the most effective. Um, so, as, as I say, I'm I'm impressed with the whole thing. I'm, I'm I just think the attitude that the vast majority of our students have shown is really really encouraging, um, and and just points well to you know attitude to learning and 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 just a level of maturity. Fantastic. And what's not going so good? Uh, the technology. Um, technology. I mean, you know, this whole thing is a this whole thing is a sort of uh, a, a, the nightmare testing ground. If you're a, if you're the you know the webmaster, if you're the the, the, the chief technology officer for some of these companies, um, you know, even really big companies. I mean, Active Learn is owned by Pearson. You know, Pearson are a you know a FTSE company. Um, that they really, really struggled uh, at the start. Um, I think they're better now. Um, you know, poor old Masswatch, which, you know, isn't a huge company. You know, they struggled um, right at the start. Um, now, whether whether they have spun up some more servers, whether they have sorted out their load balancing or whether it's just a natural phenomenon that's actually occurring, that that uh, people are realizing 
you know that there are peaks during the day and they're trying to you know <laughs> to use a, 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 a phrase that's very current at the moment flatten the peak um <laughs> You know, whether that's just a naturally occurring thing. I think those technology issues are, I, I'm hopeful, are, are starting to uh, starting to wane. I think the other thing, we make this, there's this terrible cliche, which anyone who works in teaching knows is not true, particularly anyone who's ever taught computer science to year seven. Um, and that's a Herculean task. Um, students are not, this idea that, that, you know, they're all digital natives, it's just not true. Um, they're not, you know, yes, they can operate their iPhone, um, but, you know, getting them to take a picture, get the picture from their phone onto their laptop, getting them to get, then use the upload tool from the laptop, uh, submitting it via show my homework. That's proving that upload link is proving probably to be the weakest link. Um, you know, I've got a lot of students who can't manage it. Um, so then they are, you know, some of them you say, fine, OK, just email it in. But the problem with that is how do you manage that workflow? Because all of a sudden, you know, you could get, you know, I teach, I don't know, 150, 160 kids. I'm going to get 160 separate pieces of email, um, you know, each which contains one piece of work every day. That's a huge amount of tracking that I have to do to keep, you know, uh, to, to, to follow everything. So I think the assumption that sometimes is naively made is that, you know, oh, they're all digital natives. Oh, they'll all be able to do this. Um, it, you know, you know, it's us oldies who are the ones that struggle. <laughs> it's just it's just not true. It's not. That's interesting. That's fascinating. Um, you mentioned that, again, it's, it's it's early days. But is 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 there anything that you have changed as, as the weeks as the weeks gone on, Ben? Yeah, I mean, I wasn't expecting this week to, to actually do anything new. Um, you know, I, I was the first week, I, first two weeks, I was just thinking, let's just do retrieval practice. Let's just get them used to this. Let's, you know, uh, not do anything new. But I did, as I say, I did with my, my, my tens. I figured that they, A, they were mature enough. Um, and they're, you know, they're a top set. So, um, I figured I would try a very small, uh, actually introducing them to some, uh, to something new. Um, and, you know, and I was pleasantly surprised on that. And again, I'm using them as my test bed uh, for comparing, um, you know, different ways of, of, of uh, tackling problems, different uses of technology. Um, so that changed. That's a little bit earlier. Certainly further down the school. No, I'm not planning on, you know, the, the week coming with Key Stage 3. It's just about consolidating what they did in the last week. It's just getting them. Those who struggle to get the upload tool to work, let's get the upload tool to work. Um, those who, you know, didn't mark their home, didn't mark the work before they submitted it. You need to mark the work before you submitted it. Um, you know, it's, it's just about consolidating all of that work. I, I, I think I, my feeling is it is better to move very slowly. Um, in this new world uh, and make sure you're bringing everyone with you than trying to run before you can walk very very sensible and um, you mentioned that you've been impressed with with the students attitudes and how they've responded yeah. to this do you, do you have any sense ben from your conversations perhaps even in the tutor time and um, how they're finding the experience as a whole um are they still kind of socializing with each other um are there are some students really struggling are some students really thriving do you, do you get any sense of, of how the kids are finding this this whole challenge um i think uh you do you get hints of it um you get hints of it so i put up a question uh, to my tutor group about um what do they want happening during the easter holidays oh yes because you know in what sense is this a holiday um you know there's no difference between there's no difference between you know monday and thursday and saturday really. <laughs> yes you know so we're all in kind of you know uh, under house arrest so the question was, what do you want to happen? Um, and, you know, there was kind of mixed response. Some of them were saying, no, I'm fine. Others were saying, God, I'm so bored already. Yes, I, you know, is there something you can, you know, some work you can set us? Um, and I think my feeling is, and just kind of those little hints that you're getting, is that as time goes on, um, they are going to want, bizarrely, uh, I think they may want more work um because 
you know, it's got nothing to do. Why, you know, that your day just stretches out. There's only so much FIFA you can play. There's only, <laughs> yes. you know, so many episodes of backish, what you know, of, I don't know, Game of Thrones or whatever it is that you can watch. And and my suspicion is they're going to, um, we're going to see uptake get better, not worse. Um, is my suspicion. Are they socialising? Yes. You know, I, you know, I truly you get a little. Th- oh, I had a chat with so and so. You know, I had. Darcy said she went for a run with her brother. Um, you know, so you get these nice little little snapshots of their of their life, and and I think that's really important. Yes, fascinating. Um, I don't know what the answer to this, Ben, is, but is 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 there any positives out of this? Is there anything about this distance teaching that you prefer to to in the classroom teaching? No, not a single thing. Is that right? No, wow. nothing. Um, no, because it's it's. Yeah. You know, teaching is an intensely um, human activity. Um, it's an intensely human activity. It's it's it, 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 and 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 we are doing the whole thing remotely. We're not we, our interactions are not human interactions. They're interactions through a machine to another human, but they're intermediated by that technology. Um, so I think in terms of teaching and in terms of anything, I would take away from this into the classroom. I can't imagine at this point a single thing. Um, that I would use in the classroom. There are things which I might use um, in terms of uh, giving feedback on homework. You know, we'll see how it goes. But these little audio clips that I've been making, uh, clips plural. Actually, I have done two. So, yes, it is clips. <laughs> um, uh, you know, students like those. Um, they like those. They, and, and maybe that might be something one, you know, one might think of. Um in terms of in terms of in the department, um, I can see that the technology could be incredibly useful. Um, we all know, you know, we sit in curriculum meetings um, and we discuss all sorts of stuff that really doesn't need to be discussed. Um, there's lots and lots of boring admin that you end up doing in curriculum meetings that you could easily push off onto a, onto a separate platform. Um, but in terms of actual teaching, no, I think, it, as they say, to me, teaching is it's all about those daily little micro interactions with students um, in, in the whole panoply of those interactions. And, and you get one percent of it through technology. That's interesting. That. And just before I ask you the, the final question, Ben, um, just yeah. something on that um, and related to what you're saying about students. Um, do, do you get the sense that when you're setting this work for students, students are working together on it at all? And the, re- the reason I ask that is obviously that's that's a key part of a normal lesson, right? It's very rare that a student would sit essentially in silence working on their own for 50 minutes, an hour yeah. or however long the lessons are. Um, have, have students kind of stepped up to try and recreate this kind of paired work or working on a table? Um, and, and is that something that you would encourage students to do? Perhaps, you know, get WhatsApp or Skype or whatever involved and, and work together on worksheets? I don't have uh, the answer to that question. Uh, are they doing it? Um, I was asked that question before we uh, before we uh, the schools were closed. Um, and I, my answer to that was I would 100 percent encourage you to do mm. that. Um, yes, you know, if you if there's a group of you and, you know, you're all you've got maths work that morning, then yes do get into a whatsapp group and, and, and chat and talk about it and do the work together and you know we've taken the thing i said to all of mine before we before uh, the schools were closed um and i made this point to them all which is we are expecting of you you know year seven even um something that no year seven in the history of this country has ever been expected we are treating you effectively as A-level students. We are saying to you, here is the work and here are the answers. Um, and don't look at the answers until you've done the work, but then you can mark it yourself. And I said, like, you know, if you want to, by all means, you, I'm going to give you the answers. You can write down all of those answers and send it back in and well done, you'll get 100%. Um, but obviously you're not going to learn anything if you do that. Now, that level of maturity, we're, we're asking an awful lot of an 11 or 12 year old to have that level of maturity. But that's what we're asking. Um, that's what we're saying. You, you need to do this. So, um, you know, the idea that they're going to work together, normally you'd say, well, no, I want you to do your homework on your own because I want it to be your best individual effort. And then I need to see what you know, and what you don't know. Well, we're not in normal times. Um, so, you know, if they get together and share their ideas, um, there's no point in sharing the answers because they've all got the answers. 
so we're not, you know, we're, we've moved away from that. We've moved on to it. The only thing they could then share is how do I do question seven? Um, and that's what we want them to do. Uh, so yeah, I very, very much encourage that, 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 that idea and also encouraged it from the, the whole kind of social isolation yes. uh, uh, thing. You know, you know, I've got plenty of students who are, who are, um, you know, only children. Um, you know, they're, they're going to be stuck inside their home, you know, which is fine for them, but you know, they, 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 they will not have as many social interactions in their day as they normally would. And so, yeah, get onto WhatsApp, get onto, you know, whatever it is you use, Snapchat, um, whatever it is that you use to talk to your mates, go and talk to them because it's really, really important. Fascinating. And final question, Ben, and again, yeah. with, with, with the usual disclaimer that it's early days, um, what would be your key pieces of advice or tips for teachers who all of us are in the same situation? Uh, um, I would say uh, go, go slowly. Um, don't rush this thing. You know, the it's perfectly obvious, particularly with year 10s, that next year the exam boards will have to take into account what is going on. So every class in the country is in the same boat. Um, so they're not going to be, you know, they're not going to be missing out. So I think don't feel under any pressure to rush this. I am not, as I say, with, with my lower sets, I'm not doing anything new at all. I've just got to get them used to it. And I think the other thing is try and build in as many social interactions with them in your day as you possibly can. Um, just sending them an email saying, is everything OK? Um, you know, sharing things. Um, I think the whole pastoral side, particularly, as I say, as a, as a form tutor, I think there's a huge amount of things that we can be doing. Um, just sharing stuff with them. Um, you know, I sent them a TikTok video um, for no reason other than that. And 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 like I said earlier, you know, my basically I'm kind of teaching through the medium of animated gifts. Um, and in a sense, it doesn't. You know, I, I may be that I may be the very definition of you know the dancing vicar. Um, they may be going, <laughs> you know, they may be going. Oh my God, Mr. Rooney is so uncool. Um, but in a way, that doesn't matter. In a way, that's kind of you know. I'm prepared to be the butt of the joke because it's about social interaction. Um, and I think that's what we I think we have to try and work in as many, many ways as, as we can, because, like I say, I think teaching is an it's an incredibly human activity. And we need to try. And, how do we get that? human? How do we build the humanity into what we do? That's brilliant. Well, Ben, for having only experienced this for a week, that's an incredibly insightful conversation that I've certainly learned loads from, and I know thousands of listeners will too. So, Ben Rooney, thank you so much for your time today. Not at all. Thank you.